Hey, my friend, have you ever wondered how much a happy employee actually costs your organization? Well, in today's episode, we're about to find out. Crystal DeCuna here, and I'm thrilled to welcome you back to the Leaders Listen Up podcast presented by The Inside View. I'm your host and your friend, and each week we equip you with new tools and creative techniques to help you design those epic customer and employee experiences, allowing you to drive those sales, customer loyalty, increase retention, and deliver award-winning service. My friend, we want you to be the people's champion for your team and for your customers. All right, so today we're diving into unlocking employee happiness and really understanding the ROI involved in that, you know, unlocking that potential. And so I've designed today to be a bit of a leader's guide to help you boost uh, profitability as well as engagement through making sure that your employees are happy, right? And so the future, my friend, uh, doesn't fit the, the containers of the past when we think of employee experience and employee happiness, right? The past was all about that financial security. Um, and although that's a necessity in today's day and age, there's more to it than that, right? To be able to keep our team happy, uh, there's a lot more involved and a lot's changed over the last two years in particular, right? Now, here's the thing. This is just the beginning, right? So much has changed over the last few years when it comes to employee happiness. The reality is this is just the start. More changes are coming. More shifts will happen. Human behavior is adjusting all the time. And so we got to get ahead of that, right? And so one significant change we've seen uh, increase in terms of the makeup of employee happiness is mental health and overall that that employee well-being. There's a greater need for understanding, a greater uh, level of empathy and emotional intelligence that we need to be able to, to really get ahead of making sure that we're prioritizing those mental health needs um, of our of our team members, right? And so today we're gonna dive into a few of those. And so one significant change that we've seen is really this increased interest in a mental health and overall well-being of employees, right? So team members really need to feel like their employer is, is emotionally intelligent and has empathy for some of the challenges going on, especially in our different work environments lately, right? And so this shift is huge and hopefully it's going to continue into the future so we can all kind of live that healthier, more balanced lifestyle, right? But as companies become more in tune with this needs, their employees become more vocal about those needs, right? And this is often where, where some questions arise and, you know, how do we create this culture where employees are happy, Crystal, and fulfilled? I get that question all the time. Like, we're doing everything we can uh, to create a really great environment. They need the day off, we give them the day off, or they need, they need to adjust, we adjust, even even though it's affecting our business, you know, we're, we're doing what we can. Well, you're doing what you can, but it's a struggle, right? It's a struggle because often, you know, you might be giving them the day off, but the way you do it, uh, right? People don't remember what you did. They remember how you made them feel. Um, I know one of my, my close friends works at a, a bank and, you know, she, she's, <laughs> she, when she has to do something, she needs to take a day for her kids or she needs to take a day for something. Uh, there's always this sense of like, you know, oh my gosh, like I never call in sick or I could never do that. Or, you know, do I tell the truth? Do I not tell? Like it, it's, it's such a struggle because she doesn't believe that the leadership team will be understanding of the struggle that she's got, you know, the challenge that she's in. And the reality is we have to be more understanding. There's actually this recent study done uh, by monday.com and it talked about a few things that were more important than money to employee happiness. And so one of the points was that 54% of employees say that their coworkers and the people they work with 
are more important than the salary. 54% of employees would, you know, want to have those relationships and those connections uh, with their team members more than, than what the salary is. Of course, we know in today's day, we have to pay a fair wage, my friends. Uh, that's a non-negotiable. And another thing that was really surprising in that survey, it talks about that 77% of employees don't trust that their employer has their well-being top of mind. 77%. So for every 100 people, 77 have this mindset that my employer doesn't have my, my best interest in terms of mental wellness top of mind. You know, my health, my wellness top of mind. Like that's not the best feeling to go into work with every day, right? And it also touched a little bit on anxiety. It talked about how 84% of employees are actually afraid to have these have conversations with their bosses or supervisors. They're afraid to bring something up to their boss, 84% of people. And so it went into detail, but it really talked about like, you know, if somebody's sick or somebody needs to take a day off for their child, they're anxious. They have anxiety to even be able to, to ask for that day off uh, because of what their boss or their leader or their uh, supervisor might say, right? And so if we really want to strive to create these cultures of excellence and, and create employee happiness, um, and we're going to dive into why it's so important in a minute, but we got to change the way we do things, my friends, because the this is only the beginning, right? The expectation is going to continue to change. And so we have to be able to create that long lasting success, no matter what size business. So, you know, we work with small business that have 10 employees and we work with larger businesses, you know, hundreds of thousands of employees, and it doesn't matter the size of your team. My friend, it's about your people, right? Your talent is what's going to separate you. Here's the thing though. Talent isn't just an advantage that you might have uh, in today's business world. It is the advantage, right? Having top talent will allow you to attract top talent. And when you attract top talent, you're going to continue to cultivate that top talent. So it's not just an advantage, but it is the separator. It is the one thing that will really skyrocket your business, right? Having top talent and, and not just having great people, because I've seen organizations that they have hired the most amazing people, paid them phenomenal and within six months to a year, the culture is horrible. And because they haven't designed delight, they didn't carefully design how everybody's going to feel in that environment. And so, you know, it was no good. And so your people, my friends, are really the heartbeat of, of innovation and, and uh, you know, the birthplace of that, those fresh ideas and, and you know, the cornerstone of, of top-notch customer service and customer experience delivery. Your people are the ones that make it happen, right? Think about it. Your brand is the experience. That's what people come for. That's the expectation people have is, you know, if I'm going to purchase from this brand, this is my expectation of their service. But the architect of that experience is your team, right? And so we have to make sure that they're the ones uh, that are dreaming up these great customer experiences and crafting up unique styles and, and, and unique approaches to give to their, their customer service delivery. They're the ones that bring your brand to life. And so if we expect them to dream it up and craft it up and create these amazing experiences, then you as leaders, we as leaders, have to inspire them to do that, right? We have to give them the tools. We have to give them the autonomy. We have to inspire that. And so one thing I'll say to, to really pay attention to is don't look for people that you think you can afford, right? It's like, oh, you know, I think they they might be looking for more of a career. They might be looking for uh, more pay. I would rather you hire fewer people that are 
of the right mindset, of the right attitude, they're self-motivated, they're driven. Hey, it's not what's on their resume. You can teach people a lot, but if they don't have the right attitude, if they don't have that right driven mindset, service mindset, uh, that's the stuff that's really hard to teach, right? So I'd rather you hire fewer people that are better quality than just hire a lot of people that might not be the right fit for you. So you want to make sure that you're, you're concentrating your efforts on people that will allow you to really provide that customer service level that you have come to be known for, right? And so we want to make sure that we're keeping those standards nice and high. You know, one thing we know for sure is that happy employees outperform other companies. If your organization has a high level of employee satisfaction, if your employees are happy and satisfied, uh, chances are you're going to outperform your competition upwards of 20% or more, right? That's one fact we know for sure. When teams are happy, happy employees make happy customers. You've heard me say that a million times. And so let's talk a little bit about what creates that happiness. Now, you've all heard of dopamine, right? Dopamine's that feel-good hormone. It's a neurotransmitter. It makes you feel good. It's released in the brain when you do things like you're exercising or when you're with people that bring you joy or when you're doing something fun. Um, you know, that that release of dopamine it makes you happier and it improves your your cognitive brain function, your problem-solving skills, your creativity. It removes feelings like depression and anxiety and it starts to really energize you. You know, so here, you know, here's the thing. When somebody's not doing well, um, you know, we've got teams where where there's people that are, you know, maybe having a lot of anxiety, maybe taking time off for depression, that type of thing. Chances are when you look at like, if if you backtrack, and you start to look at a couple of the the business situations or the life situations or circumstances they're in. Often, you know, there's there's very little opportunities for dopamine. Dopamine means you have to push yourself to be in states of joy. You have to push yourself to be able to, you know, be in environments that's going to release that dopamine. And it's not just about working out, my friends. Working out is fantastic, and it's probably one of the best ways. But it's also about human connection. People help you release that dopamine, right? And so that joy needs to really be cultivated. Okay, so let's connect the dots. You know, what does dopamine have to do with employee happiness? Well, I just kind of kind of shared a little bit of that with you, right? When that dopamine is released, you become a happier person. You're more focused, you're more clear, uh, you bring more joy to the table. It improves so many things, it heightens your creativity and it allows teams to perform at their peak right? It allows people to perform at their peak. And so positive work cultures really need that, that hit of dopamine consistently, right? Think about the last time you did a team building exercise or something that your whole team did together. You know, I, I speak to some organizations, they're like, oh yeah, we do team building once a year. And so the rest of the year, people are working independently. And so then the next time they meet with people is like, oh, my employee review is coming up or there's a quarterly meeting and they haven't seen anybody in three months, right? We, that's not going to cultivate this culture of success. We need to make sure that people are together. There's actually a study done in the Harvard Business Review and it talked about um, how work culture contributes to lower healthcare costs and less absenteeism, higher customer satisfaction rates, higher employee satisfaction rates, right? And so we want to make sure that that is uh, what we're doing. And so in today's episode, I want to give you some tactical, fun things. I know many of my listeners, you're already focused, you're already 
you know, if you've been listening, if you're here, you probably listened to a few other episodes. Uh, and we've been talking a lot about making sure that you're designing delight, right? Cultivating this culture of success. Um, and it doesn't just happen by like, you know, beanbag chairs and foosball tables. It takes design right? Designing what that employee experience feels like. Everything from before they come to you, to when they join you, to three years after they've been with you, to 30 years after they've been with you. How do we really continue to make sure that it's designed to delight? So I put together a couple of little um, activities that will will help you to kind of jumpstart some of the things that you're probably already doing. Um, And I want to make them tactical activities that you can do really easily. Um, And you can adjust all of these. And if you need help to adjust them, just connect with me. I'm happy to Uh, help you rework it. So some of these were um, things that I did over the pandemic in the virtual environment, and some I've had the opportunity now to test out back in the the real world. And so I've created 20. I'm going to share five of them with you today, but go ahead and click the link in the show notes because I've created 20, maybe 25 are on that sheet. I don't know. I've created a whole bunch for you um, as a takeaway so that you you can go and print it off, keep it in your office and use it whenever you need it. But they're all short and quick. A couple of them are a little longer, but they're easy to implement. Really, really easy to action to really increase that dopamine. That was my goal is to to increase that employee happiness um, so that you can see the ROI in your productivity at work. And so the first one, I called it Fascinating Fridays. And this was an idea that came up through teaching. So, you know, I, I'm always training organizations. We train on customer service and leadership and diversity and how we got 107 courses that we, we uh, train on. And so I wanted to, to highlight some of the skills that I was seeing and hearing with this group that I was training over the a course of, I think it was over a year we were working with them. And I was really starting to, to hear some of their skills. And I thought, it was really beautiful, but they didn't have an opportunity to always like showcase them. So we came up with this idea of fascinating Fridays and each employee. So this organization was a little smaller. So depending on the size of your organization, you can adjust it, but just think about it. You have 52 Fridays in a year, right? And so you, one person can do one a week or you can do two people, however you want to divide it up. But the idea is that there's a 15 minute teaching session. So each team member, no matter what level of the organization you're in. Anyone from janitorial staff to senior level, you can you can adjust this again virtually or in person. But you spend 15 minutes teaching your team about something that you are passionate about. So they started doing it with business. So they started about marketing and sales and customer service, but they evolved and then they started doing it about their hobbies. You know, so somebody was a crafter and somebody was a pickleballer and somebody else uh, was a pool guy. And so they they really started just showcasing their passions and they taught somebody something new for 15 minutes. So it didn't matter if you didn't like pickleball, but you were going to get a 15 minute lesson on what pickleball was all about. If you already knew what pickleball was about, then you're just going to learn that a colleague of yours really enjoys that. And so it creates this sense of connection. And I think they're going on two years now and they're still doing them. Um, And so they 15 minutes. But I think this time, I think they might be doing it now for 10 minutes, but they're doing two people just because they have a larger team. So you can adjust whatever works, but it's a really fun way uh, to keep things energized, to keep things engaged, and to to also enhance the skills of those individuals. Now all of a sudden they're they're speaking, you know, and so that it brightens up their speaking skills and their communication skills. Um, and so that's a really fun one. I, I really love that. 
Okay. Another one I thought of, um, again, play with the names. I'm a big fan of rhyming words. So I came up with jukebox jam. Um, And so this could be like a jukebox jam session. But one thing I know for sure is that music takes you back, right? And so whether it's at a point in time, whether it energizes you and you remember where you were uh, when you first heard that song or, you know, whether you think of a time in your life, music is like magic, right? It really allows you to um, be in a place, in a state. And so we had this one team, again, this is this is during the pandemic, but it's totally uh, something that you can do now like in person as well. But we did this uh, virtually and I thought it was super fun. So if you've got a virtual team, this works. But they, everybody in the organization, everybody in the organization, not just leadership teams or not just frontline staff, everybody had to create a playlist of uh, three to five songs, uh, minimum three to five songs, their favorite songs that pump them up and like their theme songs, right? So songs that they would really, um, that would totally energize them. And so a couple of ways we did this with a couple of different groups. One group uh, was small enough that everybody just did their own playlist. And uh, once a week, one new playlist was out there. And the next week they talked about how cool it was. And then the next person shared their playlist. Uh, another group we did it with, it was kind of like, a uh, was it one note? They, everybody put their playlist, a uh, link to their playlist in one note. And then every week they had to go and listen to somebody's playlist. So it just allows you to kind of get to know somebody a little bit better, dance to their music, uh, have some fun conversations. What was cool about this was it was really one of the, the groups we were working with is a super diverse group. And so we had like Indian music and they had Jamaican music and they like, it was just super, super fun, reggae music and soca music and country music. And it was really, really a great time. All right, next one is called Retro Rewind. And this, again, virtual or in-person, this is just pick a theme. Pick a theme for a month, pick a theme for a week, pick a th- whatever timing that works for your team. But like we did this in elementary school and this is what brought us joy in elementary. And as adults, this is what brings us joy as well, right? And so pick a day where maybe you're doing a 60s theme or maybe you're doing an 80s theme or whatever works for your group and have fun with it. But what we found really fun with this one was uh, we did a 60s theme in one of the uh, groups and there was a really great age diversity. And so, you know, some of the younger folks didn't had no idea of some of the songs and the musics and what was happening. And so at the start of the meeting, everybody, you know, tried to dressed in the 60s. So most people like had really cool hair done or they did the thick eyeliner. Um, it was just kind of super fun. Everybody looked a little bit different, had like some fun clothes on too, like old fashioned blazers and stuff like that. But what was really cool is that um, we started the meeting and we ended the meeting with a video, um, like a music video. And so one of the themes was a 90s theme and they shared a music video when the meeting got started uh, about how Diana Ross sang at the Super Bowl. And so the the younger generation knew the songs but had no idea who Diana Ross was. And so it just opened up some real fun uh, conversation and connection. All right. Another great thing you can do uh, as well as the music videos is also maybe share something that was happening in that time period in your business or in your industry. So you can see the progression. You can see like how far you've come as an industry or how far you've come as a business. 
So kind of a fun little fact. Here's the thing. These activities shouldn't take more than 15, 20 minutes. You want to do them like hyperspeed, but you want to do them often so that, you know, you're not spending a lot of time, but you're just spending enough time to create connection and you're doing it often. All right. Another fun one I really liked is called Kudos Carousel. And so this was the idea of like really kudosing people around and around and around. And I started doing this in person first and we adapted it to a virtual world. So in person, I did this pre-pandemic. It was always fun. Uh, Everybody was standing in a circle and you compliment somebody on something that you know about them. So whether it was something they did in the work environment or something uh, that you really like or you admire about them, it's just a compliment. It's It's a lovely compliment. Um, but what, how we kicked this up a notch in the virtual world is we did like a chain email. So somebody starts off the email and sends it as a chain and you go down the list and you send it to the next person and they add the next compliment to the next person. The beauty of this is the first couple of weeks, it can be a little tricky because maybe people haven't stopped to recognize something. I usually encourage people to give some people a little bit of notice here so that you can start to really, you know, notice people that you're going to compliment, like what do they do and how do they do it and, you know, get to know them a little bit better. Right. But the chain email is kind of fun because it just goes through the entire organization. At the end, you've got this list of all these amazing compliments and and you can continue to do that every week. Um, The in-person one, I'd say the first two or three, it can be a little tricky where, you know, if you're standing in a circle uh, with your department or your team and you're complimenting each other, Because the first few, you might not have really been looking for it. But what happens about three to four meetings in or three to four sessions in, it's amazing because in between meetings or in between activities, your team starts to actually look for something to compliment somebody on. So you're always looking for the positive. And again, it really infects the culture. And I remember a leader saying to me, like, Crystal, this is kind of like juvenile. Do we really need to do this with our team? And I said, just here, just try it for me. Just try it for me. And so week one, he was like, okay. And week two, they're like, oh, what else am I going to compliment? I'm going to compliment their hair. And I'm going to compliment, you know, this, that, and the other thing. But by week four, it was like, I remember him saying to me, like, okay, I get it. Like, I get it. I get it because they're looking for each other. They're looking to compliment each other. And it's pretty, pretty powerful. All right. Last one is growth hackathon. Now this one's a full day activity or a half day activity, a little different. Um, But this one, we sent out a survey to the team to give us three of their biggest challenges that they face with customers or with each other. And so once they did the survey, we narrowed it down to five of the biggest challenges, whether it was teamwork challenges or whether it was customer challenges. Then we divided everybody into groups. um, And what we tried to do when we did the groups was put people from different departments in in the group. So everybody had a bit of an input. So there was finance, there was social media, there was... um, well, there was only a few social media, but there's marketing, there was um, accounting, all different departments in one group, right? So we had a couple different groups. Every group had the, the problem and they had to come up with a solution, right? Growth strategies for the company to surpass that challenge. And it wasn't just like training. They had to really think of a growth strategy, what could consistently be done. And so we gave them an outline on on, you know, what does growth look like and how do we achieve it? And uh, it was pretty amazing to see some of the the 
um, results that came out of that conversation. And actually all are, are being implemented and actioned as we speak. They, they included as part of their strategic plan uh, conversation. So, so really a powerful activity, that growth mindset, really putting it into action. All right, so let's bring it all together and talk about ROI. So you might be wondering, how does this connect, Crystal? Employee happiness? You know, if I'm investing in this, how do, what's the return on my investment? There's some really great software tools out there. One that we uh, use actively with many of our clients is uh, called Office Vibe, and we'll put the link in uh, the show notes as well. Office Vibe is a fantastic platform. It allows you to really measure employee happiness. It allows you to have your finger on the pulse of how your team is feeling at any any given time. And so you can adjust the parameters uh, of how they analyze it, but it's a it's a beautiful tool. It gives you fantastic tips on how to really hone in on how your people are feeling. And, you know, we've seen increases of 15, 20, 30, even actually even upwards of 40% in some organizations, not only of employee happiness, but of productivity, profitability. Um, and it's just, it's a really great engagement tool. So uh, I'm a big fan and I'm hoping somebody from the Office Vibe team will actually be on one of our podcast episodes in the new year. So we've got that in the works as well. All right. So speaking of ROI, you know, you know, we're, we love training and development here at the Inside View and the Leaders Lips Up podcast. We try to give you some tactical tools and tips that you could always implement right away. But hey, if you're a leadership team and you're looking to continue to be inspired and really design delight for your organization, uh, we have our upcoming cohort of the Leaders Listen Up training. Uh, it is a certified training. And um, so you can click the link and find out uh, when our next cohort is starting. We would love to have you and your team. Our leadership training is designed for leadership teams to take together, allowing you to really kind of design employee experiences that cultivate this culture of success. So my friends, I hope you got some great tips in this episode. I hope you try at least one of these tools. Let me know how you like them. Let me know what happens. Uh, Please stay connected and and share your comments with us. We'd love to know uh, how it worked out for you. So thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Leaders Listen Up podcast. And remember to leave us a review and don't forget to take those takeaways. So I've got them all in the show notes. We've got a list of 20 different activities for you. So please go ahead and take that Uh, as well. We've got a link to Office Vibe and a link to our upcoming Leadership Experience Excellence Training Certification. So stay connected, my friends. Your insights, your questions, your comments really help us to design more content uh, that works for your business challenges and helps you to lead by really listening to your team. So until next time, my friend, remember that an exceptional customer and employee experience is always your cutting edge. So take care of your people. Leaders, thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, remember, always listen up.